time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. The Saskatchewan Water Security Agency has issued an advisory for possible flooding in northwest Saskatchewan later this week. Patrick Boyle with the Water Security Agency says much of Meadow Lake Provincial Park and surrounding areas received over 60 millimeters of precipitation over the weekend. With warming temperatures later this week, he says a rapid snow belt could result in some minor flooding. Yeah, there's a major spring storm there that brought uh, some rain and snow in a large portion of that uh, central and northern areas of Saskatchewan and saw upwards of uh, 70 to 75 millimeters of total precipitation that, uh, in an area between uh, north of Meadow Lake, roughly from Waterhen to, to Door Lakes, and, and uh, much of the Meadow Lake Provincial Park and surrounding areas, they also saw an excess of about 60 millimeters. So pretty significant uh, spring storm event. And so with temperatures forecast to warm up later this week, what could happen? Well, we're looking at seeing, you know, some of those uh, sustained above zero temperatures. So when you get that, and uh, that area was, was fairly saturated as well. So, you know, spring storm event in there, you could see a, a potential response or a rapid melt in high stream flows. And it's kind of shaping up that way as, as we look at it. So in those areas, in that region in uh, the northwestern Saskatchewan there, you could see some of those and, and, and potentially for some other channel uh, flows. And then a lot of times it'll happen there is it'll be inf- uh, infrastructure that's impacted you know spilling over onto roadways or uh, some roads could be overtopped or things like that so something to be uh, aware of here in the next uh, this week are you expecting widespread flooding no, we're not expecting a whole lot of widespread flooding unless we get another precipitation event on top of this. So right now it's it's probably, uh, you know, some minor flooding or out-of-bank channels that we may see. It just depends on, you know, how that uh, those temperatures heat up and how that reacts and the rapid melt in that area. So we'll keep uh, watching that and monitoring it as we go along here. But you want the public to use caution? Yeah, we want uh, the public to generally be aware of that, you know, when you see fast-moving water or something overtopping a road, just to, to stay away from that. And it's uh, also something to avoid trying to drive through if you're seeing moving water across a roadway, uh, potentially. You know, there's a whole variety of things that can happen. You want to try to stay safe and stay away from those situations. Patrick Boyle is with the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency. A second straight day of good gains for canola. At last word, the May future contract was up $3 a tonne. That's in contrast to the sharp declines for soybeans. There's also a growing gap between old crop and new crop canola futures. Those are all signs of a tight canola supply market, according to Ken Ball, a broker with PI Financial in Winnipeg. Canola has gained over $50 on the soy market, the May canola, over the last three weeks, which is a reflection of the tight situation and what we probably expected to see earlier, but we're certainly starting to see it now. Also, the spreads have been moving. You've got May canola now running $3, $4 over July. It was about $8 under just 10 days ago. July is now running about $20 plus over November, and it was only a few dollars over just, just a few weeks back. So that strong action of spreads, again, that's a sign of a, of a market that is now trading like a, a tight, tight supply market. That's indeed what we have in canola. We've got a very tight supply situation brewing, completely in contrast to what's happening in the soybean market. Ball says weekend rain and snow in parts of the northern grain belt may also have an impact on the market. It probably is adding a little bit to it. We, we were on this path anyway long before the snow fell, but I imagine in the last few days it's added a little a little extra spice to it because uh, obviously there, there was few growers just starting early last week try and poke around and get some of that product off, and then boom, you know, Mother Nature set everybody back 
a few weeks, which in this situation is devastating. Uh, it's going to be a very difficult challenge now in some of these areas to get back on the fields before maybe by the end of the month, but the weather forecasts don't look all that encouraging. Ball says the few fields which were combined were fairly good. There was a couple reports of fields coming off not bad from standing canola that had still been standing, but uh, you know the stuff that's in the swaths can be pretty messy. But we only got a few anecdotal reports. Some of them weren't very good, but there was uh, one report that said they were pulling 30, 40 bushels an acre of lower quality but marketable canola uh, in one field, but I'm sure other fields that were in the swaths won't be able to do that. Ball says those harvest reports were from northeast of Edmonton. Ken Ball is a broker with PI Financial in Winnipeg. Less complaining, more gaining. That's the title of a recent blog post by the Beef Cattle Research Council. It says calves that are fence line weaned vocalize 50% less, walk less, and have higher weight gains in the first 10 weeks post weaning compared to conventionally weaned calves. A veterinarian in southeast Saskatchewan reports that in his own cattle, calves weaned using low stress practices have a treatment rate of only 5 to 10% instead of the 25 to 30% he sees in abruptly weaned calves. Fence line weaning requires a strong fence to keep calves and cows apart, four to six strands of barbed wire or two to three strands of electric fencing. Fence line weaning should last a minimum three to four days. Another low-stress weaning technique involves calves wearing anti-suckling nose tags. Dr. Joe Stuckey is an animal behavior and cattle handling specialist at the University of Saskatchewan. The following is an excerpt from his video on two-stage weaning. Two-stage weaning is a very simple process. You have to sort the cows from calves, run the calves through the chute, and you insert a plastic nose flap. It's like twisting open a plastic bread clip. They just twist apart, they're flexible, stick one side in a nostril and flip the other side in a nostril, and they just hang, and they're just a, serve as a physical impediment to, to getting the teat in the mouth. Uh, and leave them in for four days, five days, and bring the calves back through the chute, take out the clips, the nose flaps, and sort the cows and calves, and they're weaned. I get a lot of opportunities to talk to producers about this procedure, and I go on, I'll give them the science, I'll show them the results, and I often tell them, I say, you know what, you don't have to trust me, you don't have to trust the science, just do your own experiment at home. Just wean some of your calves with two-stage, and some of your calves traditionally, put him in the same pen and you watch the results. You'll be able to see with your own eyes the difference between those two groups of calves. Half of your calves are gonna be bawling and walking around, not eating, and the other half of the calves that have been done with the, with the two-stage wean are gonna be content calves. They're gonna be eating, ruminating, resting, not bawling, and not aimlessly walking around the pen. It's so clear, so do your own test at home. Just do part of them and you'll see the benefits. Stuckey's video also contains interviews with cow-calf producers who have switched to two-stage weaning. I would definitely recommend it because of the fact that you get away from the sickness problem and, and the pacing and the bawling and everything else and it, it just works, it works excellent. Uh, this year we decided to use the weaning paddles again. I like how much less stress there is once you take the paddles out, they go on a lot faster. There's less balling. This year, there's virtually no pacing of the pen. It replicates what we'd expect to see in nature. Most mammals are programmed to know that one day milk is gonna disappear. What they're not programmed to understand is that milk and mother disappear on the same day. That just typically doesn't happen. So with this two-stage weaning and using those nose flaps, we just replicated what would happen in, in sort of a natural weaning process. 
Dr. Joe Stuckey is a specialist in animal behavior at the University of Saskatchewan. The market update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 7.50 at 4.9930. Oats dropped 61 cents at 146.26. Number one red spring wheat gained $4.42 at $230.81. The rest were unchanged. Durham 267.46. Feed barley 124.14. Flax 479.02. Yellow peas $321. Feed wheat. 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was up seven and three quarter cents at 536 and a half. And now the latest livestock report. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of April 18th. The market on slaughtered cattle has been quite strong. Half-reds sold from $1.15 to $1.35. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.95 cents to $1.10. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.95. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.45. We had a pre-sorted sale here in Weyburn on Monday, and once again, Roy the Builder is making the market great again. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.28 and sold up to $2.47. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.22 and sold up to $2.44. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.19 and sold up to $2.34. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.14 and sold up to $2.26. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.01 and sold up to $2.18. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.92 and sold up to $2.08. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.80 and sold up to $1.90. Heifers are about 15 to 20 cents back from the steers. This week I'm highlighting the heifers because it's time we start appreciating the females around here. We had a load of 500 pound grasser heifers at $2.10 a pound. A group of 550 pound black heifers at $2.06 a pound. A group of 600-pound black heifers at $1.95 a pound. A group of 650-pound tan heifers at $1.89 a pound. A group of 700-pound tan heifers at $1.79 a pound. And a group of 800-pound Angus heifers at $1.63 a pound. We also had a group of 750-pound black breeding heifers at $1.74 a pound. And a group of 825-pound black breeding heifers at $1.58 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,000 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 143 to 145 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling in a range of 141 to 143 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling in the range of 79 to $93 per CKG live weight. Cash hogs today are starting the week lower, while lean hogs are trading steady to lower, and today's Canadian nude exchange rate is 1.3381 cents. Cash hogs yesterday were down 7 cents per hundredweight, while the cutout was up 38 cents per hundredweight. The latest U.S. retail pork prices showed that in March, prices rose nearly 4% from February's and climbed to the highest level since September 2016. Coming up, the farm weather.